Gilmore Toyota. Come and check out their used vehicle clearance to make room for 2023 stock. Live across Australia on SEN Track, this is Winners with Gareth Hall. Ninety minutes or 22 minutes past 10 on this Saturday morning is as winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Try them for the next Toyota and get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. Of course, that's the new Hilux, which is in stock now at Kilmore Toyota. And Picklebet has involved fixed odds. Get an extra place every race with Picklebet's top four betting. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's catch up with Terry Layton across there in the West because it is the final Group 1 of the year in Australia. It's the Northerly Stakes. And one of the biggest names ever to come to WA for quite some time is Zaki, and he's the $2.50 favourite with Picklebet for this Group 1 feature. Hello to you, Terry. Happy Northerly Day. Happy Northerly Day, Gareth. It's not every day you wake up on a Saturday morning and know you're only about eight hours away from winning a Group 1, so we're, uh, we're very excited over here. Yes, and of course, you part-own the Kilmore, not the Kilmore, <laughs> the Kal- Kalgoorlie champion and be optimistic, and that's what you need to be in this game from time to time. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's uh, it's been a, it has been a challenging carnival. I think Oscar's fortune in the Placid Arc has set a, set a bit of a precedent for the carnival, but uh, we're only three fifths of the way through. And uh, the highlight at this point in time was uh, was be optimistic two weeks ago in the Skate Hill yes. for me. We were pretty keen that day, and obviously involved. And um, poor old Tim Gossett's got a big hug from me post race, and he's a tough man to get your arms around. I tell you what, about nine and a half foot tall. So. Yeah. Um, yes, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Zaki. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's a very similar story to last week in regards to, we said if the best of overpass turns up, uh, it just wins. And it's, it's obviously the same story with Zaki. That's been the narrative, um, all week. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully I think we'll get a bit more of a competitive northerly stakes than we did at Winterbottom Gareth. It was a bit of a, here's a platter and, uh, here's overpass and, uh, you can have the race and go back, uh, go back east with it. But I think Zaki will be made to work for it today. So Zaki is a little bit like overpass. I think on a Friday he got out to, what, $3.10. I don't think Zaki's got that long. I think that the biggest price I've seen for him would have been about $2.70, $2.80 um, mm. for Zaki. And then you have a look at the winner bottom last week and the SP there for... Um, overpass as it just comes up onto my screen on the 2nd of December. He SP about three bucks, I think. Did he, did he SP at three bucks? He did. So he hit three fifty. He hit did, as much as three fifty. Overpass did. Yeah. Well, do you think Saki definitely. gets that long as we get closer to race day? What price do you think he'll start? Mate, it's a fascinating question. I mean, he's been laying on the exchange and whatnot, sort of at 270, max the whole way through. Overpass was easy on the exchange, uh, pre, but the thing is, I think there's more backable horses in this race than there is in the winter. But the winter bottom was full of 10 that just couldn't really win. Like my, I specced a couple of $100 pops. That's where I was at. I just wasn't willing to take the price overpass, um, which was a poor decision in the end, clearly. Um, but there's more backable runners in this. You've got four or five that went super in the railway. You've got the two three-year-olds who we don't absolutely dominate this race um, traditionally. And then... Uh, I don't think be optimistic will be overly well supported, but um, but yeah, you've just got a lot of runners that there could be support for. So in theory, it should drift here, but I I, I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will. I mean, the narrative has been its best wins. The narrative is it's uh, probably two lengths within its best. It still wins. Um, but my query 
is just there, there's a lot of pressure coming here and there's a lot of pressure from outside of it as well so um i know that that's that's its strength it can it can do it at both ends and blah 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 but you just you need to be close to your best to be able to handle it and then do it at both ends so it's yeah, um, yeah so, it's going to be a fascinating race so the bottom line is is that saki has to race below his best and horses like El Safina and Bustler need to step up and improve a few lengths and and a lot of good men looking at my my ranking um my um ratings they've got to go a lot better than what they've been doing they've got to improve three or four lengths for mine um, well, know. the ratings, I find that, see, I'm not a big data man, as you know, Gareth, and that's sort of my point of difference and, and where I try to attack yeah. things differently going forward. I think everyone these days is using figures and data, and um, and I think that's affecting prices too. Like, you'll notice when markets are going, especially in WA, they're just going whack, whack. Within, within 30 seconds, horses can be sort of fours into 250. They can just be whacked straight away, and that's because of people looking at the figures and just taking advantage of what they know is going to happen with the market. But last week, the two three-year-olds, Ripcord and Oscar's Fortune in the Winter Bottom Stakes, their numbers were just horrific. Like they were going to be beaten by everything by three lengths on figures. Yeah. All of their runs had said the same. So, um, yeah, I just think if you're looking at horses with unproven upside obviously is zip away would have been the easiest bet each way bet in the world uh, had he drawn a gate but he hasn't yeah. um and and, and a lot of good men um i really like the booking of chris parnham i don't think pont has necessarily got the best out of him this prep um but they're just the ones with the 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 unknown upside i think we know where the rest of them are at and where they can go to and we, we've seen i mean we know how good our Safina is. Pike has given that a 10 nearly every single start of her entire yes. career. And, and I look, if she comes out and wins at 1,800 today with the blinkers now taken off, um, just too good. I'll cop that, Grant and Alana. That's just, that's just way too good for me. Um, but, yeah, it, it just, it's interesting. I think the two we don't know about are the three-year-olds. And, and I know I might sound silly and I might be a little bit biased, but be optimistic is flying, Gareth. Like, 1,800 metres is her trip. Clint was doing track work on her before uh, we started this prep, after the Cal Cup, and he said, go to the Northerly. I'm working horses going that way, and she is working as well as any of them. Uh, Luke's telling us, Luke has been very excited about this race for a long, like, for a long time, and I know I know we're going to get around $50. I know we'll go around north of that, but I genuinely believe with the way this speed map has eventuated the way she gets out of the gates. She's only been snagged at her last couple because of the wide alleys. Um, yeah, I genuinely reckon she can run a race today. If she's good enough to win, I don't know. She's obviously not at Zaki's level, but yeah. perhaps Zaki doesn't turn up at his best. Um, but in, in a race where I could go so many different ways, as I said, I would have gone zip away. I would have looked at a lot of good men, um, sticky gates, and then I would have looked at Dom to shoot, but where's he going to be? Fall back the fence. And then you've got Bustler and Alcifina. I mean, is the railway level for the horses going from 53 up to 59 and, and 57 for the mares? they going to be able to win with that weight increase? I don't know. So yeah. if you're that unsure where to go, um, it's either probably play Zaki, play one of the three-year-olds, or go the real ambitious play, which I'm going to do and have something each way on my one. I think Bustler, he should be shorter than El Safina. I agree with you there. I think the Williams and Pike factor come into play. So Zaki's 260 pickle bet. El Safina's been off the map, really, for a group one race like this into 460. Now, Bustler at seven. A lot of good men at $13. I don't know where Parnham gets to because they don't really like to use him out of the gate. Um, so he well, Neville said they're Neville said they're happy to this week. No, that's, um, I, I no, think... that's a lot of good men I'm talking about. Ah, oh, sorry, yeah. yep. yep. So Sipaway, so Sipaway's yep. so going to go forward. So how do you read the speed map here? So I've got Saki. Like the, the big concern for Saki is 
the nuisance of searching rocks. Like, I don't know why it's in this race, to tell you the truth. Um, so no, I thought they would have. I thought they would have gone back to the Phillies and Mayor series with searching rocks as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the speed, you can also it's a Group One. It's you can say that maybe be optimistic could have gone to the um, and Casino Seventeen could have gone to the staying race on the same day as well. So there's there's reasons you do it. Yeah, you only get these opportunities a few times in your life to be part of Group One racing. So I do understand that as well. But I mean, if, if Zimon pushes forward, if Maricino kicks up to lead, then you've got Zimon probably three deep. Outside of Zaki, I mean, they're heading towards a Perth Cup. How much are they going to want to uh, cook that horse? It um, just looks like there's going to be a lot of pressure. But in an ideal world for Steve Parnham, Zaki almost crosses Maricino, who perhaps after two perceived failures is, is happy to hand up. Not happy, but willing to hand up. If um, if Zaki gets a half length, they might just say, well, well, we'll, we'll take your back. There's probably worse spots to be. Zimon gets to the breeze and, and Steve Parnham, uh, drawn 14 and, and Zimon 15, is able to somehow get the 1-1. One, one and Mar- that's, yeah. that's an ideal world, but very unlikely. And Maricino's won those races. He's won by walking in front. There's been no speed and then kicking home and then building up momentum. So he he's a group three horse at best, Maricino, to be brutally honest. So he can't really cop too much. Let's remember. Let's re- yeah, he's, he's he's turned it on the last his last couple of starts. I just don't think he's been at his best, but he, yeah. he has turned it on his last six, seven starts in Western Australia. And he beat Al Safina carrying 61. She had 54 first up. And Al Safina wasn't making that big of an impression on the line. I, I give Maricino none here, by the way. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not the jockey that suits. It's not a speed map, I don't think, that suits. So I give Maricino none, but... Um, it, it sort of yeah, tells you a bit of a story about um, that level of racer for us as well, though, I guess. And that's, that's why I think a lot of the, the talk is if Zaki's to be beaten, it's probably going to be a three-year-old. And Maricino did come over to the Eastern States and yep. couldn't get, like, it was... Uh, Hasn't prob- finished yet. Yeah, he wasn't probably right, but that was a high-pressure race and he got, like, he got, he got found out in a way, so... Um, and he's by Maricino trying to get a strong 1,800 metres. So that, I think that says it all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Macca just says, oh, I'm on the best horse in the race. I can absorb pressure at both ends. Finding the rail, I don't think, will be a bad place to be today. How do you assess the track? Oh, ask me at the end of the day, mate. Yeah. We're back at the Plas- we're back at the Placid Arc deck. So this is um, – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have massive PTSD when I end up on course today. Because um, that was a that was a tough old race for me, but uh, that inside pad, it's only been three weeks since we used that rail, which which was no good on that particular day. Mm. You do need to remember that a they've had that three weeks. Um, look, all the talk is that it should be okay now. Um, but the big easterlies in play, which is clearly going to suit those closer to the speed. Um, normal race conditions. So that might counter the fact that the inside pad isn't 100% potentially. But watch how we go because this pad could suit, uh, with the easterly in play, could suit horses perhaps in the breeze. If that fence is a little shifty and not great, it might be great to be one-off, which is where Zaki will be. But I think going in pre-meeting with any preconceived, two strong preconceived ideas about that, um, yeah, could could cause your downfall. So I'm just allowing for a fair track. But obviously with the easterly, that's going to suit those um, more on speed. If Saki doesn't win, we're on Forgot You. He might start longer than $51 anyway after we thought we were smart getting $51. But he just he needed a Barry draw, and unfortunately, he's not going to get that today. Outside of the Northerly, what else have you got for us, mate? Uh, what do we go? The ones I like have all gone off wildly to a point where you can only probably put them in a multi now. So race one, Maddie Girl was one of the more impressive trialers. 
Uh, you'll see for Simon Miller, expected to, to jump positively, land somewhere near the breeze and uh, maybe just be too good for them. Uh, race number four, I really like Black Fantasy. When I wrote my preview, I made my best. It was two seventy. I think it's a dollar eighty at the moment. So the money, or maybe even a dollar seventy, the money has just kept on coming. It's getting to a point where you can't back it straight out. But look, I'm, I'm pretty keen on uh, on it as well. And in the last, again, this one's about two twenty into a dollar seventy as well. Is, is Starry Heights? Um, it was susceptible first up um, when uh, there was no money for it, actually, which is quite surprising for a Grant Milana, William Pike runner, and he just won so comfortably. This is arguably an easier race. It's fitter. It's up to the mile. Um, I'd be surprised if we're not talking about this horse in a railway next year, Gareth. So there's the three on the card that uh, I've marked very short. And, um, yeah, if you can multi those three and somehow get $7 or north of that, that's that's the main way I'd go. But for a bit of, uh, a bit of value elsewhere, in race number six, uh, horse number 13, Stormy Tawny. Um, this has been a different, um, yeah, just a different horse since the Shades went on two starts ago. Settled near last and, and circled the field. One on a day that suited to be wide, on the other on a day which didn't suit to be wide and, uh, and get the job done. So drawn better here. Um, I think a few people are worried the fact that um, uh, they're drawn better, but I just think Pike can land a little bit closer to the speed. And the one jockey that I don't doubt from good gate is William Pike. He makes the most of them and he can accelerate them through gaps, hands and heels. So I'm happy with the draw. And in that same race, if you're chasing a bit of value, number 12, uh, Ballback um, for the Peter Fernie. is absolutely flying. There's heaps of speed in this, but it's quicker. Um, I think the majority of them. And I think it'll get to the breeze. I think it'll give a kick and it should probably go around near 15 to 1 by the time they jump. So happy to have something on it. Um, What else have we got? Those three I just mentioned. Oh, and I'm going. I am going to have something on my horse in the Kingston Town. I, I genuinely do believe that it's more of a twenty dollars chance, and we're going to get fifty to one. So, okay. dare to dream, Gareth. Race eight, uh, number fourteen. We're going to have something, uh, something small on route to the Perth Cup. Be optimistic. You got to be optimistic. Hey, I wish you the best of luck. Go and live that Group One dream. Thanks for that, Terry. Good luck today, mate. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. There's Terry Layton there with his Ascot preview of Northerly Stakes Day, ten thirty-six. Let's take the news.